0: here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. This is uh, Scott Grossberg. I can see some of you. Uh, I still yeah. see people joining us, uh, as will as we'll continue to happen throughout this live broadcast. Greetings, Linda. Uh, so <laughs> welcome, everybody, uh, uh, to another episode yeah. of Keeping Your Blink Together in a Stressed World. Uh, Michelle and I are wonderfully honored that you're joining us today. Uh, We have a very special guest, and we will get to her in a moment. Uh, As you see me look away, it's because I'm continuing to add folks to this. And again, for those of you who are on the phone who I cannot see, uh, welcome to Mm -hmm. you as well. Uh, This will all eventually, as before, be put into a podcast, uh, both the audio and a YouTube version of it. And you'll be able to listen to it again later on. Uh, I'm Scott Grossberg, one of your hosts for the show. Uh, by way of quick background, uh, my certified life coach, hypnotherapist, uh, and all that other good stuff. I was formerly a trial lawyer for over three decades. And as I like to joke, I did not lose my soul.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and with that, this is my co-host, Michelle. Michelle, welcome.
1: Hi, everybody. Nice to see some familiar faces.
0: Yeah, and for those of you, um, for those who don't know who you are, can you you know go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. So I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California, and I do life and business coaching uh, mostly across North America, but occasionally outside of the area. And just really excited to have you join us again today. As uh, Scott and I have been preparing for our weekend um getting your blank together weekend, July 18th to 19th. We just decided all this COVID-19 stuff started to happen and we thought we'd wanna give people a chance to have some new tips and tools for managing anxiety during this time along the way and not just wait for July. So we're really glad that you're here again. Nice to see some faces and see voices, uh, recognize some names.
0: Yeah, now again, just, just just some housekeeping. Um, People will come and go. Don't let that trouble you. Uh, Again, it depends on connection. It depends on what time they're getting here. Uh, You will not see everybody in case you might hear them. You won't see everybody if they've called in. If you hear a voice and don't see a name attached to it, that's why. Uh, The the other thing is if you guys have questions along the way, please use the chat room. Uh, And Michelle's gonna field those calls because I am notorious for not looking at the chat room. Uh, and it is, it, someday I will actually get that uh, going. Part of it is because I refuse to put my glasses on. Let's get real. Uh, you
1: manage a lot, Scott. I
0: manage yeah. a lot. Happy to um, do it. So one of the things that, that Michelle and I love to do is to give you a quick resume of what we've been doing up until this point, And then to kind of let you know some practical, no fluff tips of what we've been doing with our own clients uh, over the past week, because things change, the dynamics shift, obviously, and a new life experience for everybody. We're all living in a time of uncertainty. Uh, Over the past weeks, if you haven't listened to the episodes, we have had everything from Michelle and I chatting about coaching uh, tips, tricks, and techniques. We have talked about travel in an era where some people find it completely unsafe to travel. What do you do when you just want to get out? And you've gotten some ideas for some wonderful virtual travel ideas. Um, We had a psychologist on, and uh, Diane Poobower uh, came on and gave you a guided meditation. You can actually download that meditation in the show notes for that particular episode. Um, you know, we we've had all these marvelous uh, things Ocaboda happen, and, and i got to tell you, therapy. and I, well, I, I've got to <laughs> tell you, we've had we've two things have changed uh, me. Uh, One was Linda, who happens to be on this particular event. Uh, And uh, I I have started drawing again and painting. So thank you, Linda. Uh,
2: And and then
0: James Wanless was on last week. And uh, James has been continuing to connect with me. And we've had some marvelous exchanges. And uh, you've gotten to see what a marvelous man he is. So if you missed that episode, uh, if nothing else, his concept of wow, and the fact that he calls himself a wowist,
1: a wowist, <laughs> uh, a wowist is absolutely
0: uh, spectacular. Uh, so, uh, you know, Michelle, what have you been doing the, the last week with clients and maybe even with yourself uh, that you think would be a good takeaway for folks to help them keep their act
2: together?
1: Well, I think that this is um, something that we'll be talking about a little more in depth in our weekend retreat is the Danish practice of hygge. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's not the condo method. It's not feng shui, which we talked about today. I'm super excited about that. But it is um, a word used when acknowledging feeling or a moment, whether alone or with friends, at home or out, ordinary or extraordinary, described as cozy, charming, or special. And it is a way of creating a home environment that feels homey, that word, right? So if you are working from home or retired, regardless, how do you create that feeling of cozy at home? And it fits. I've been talking to clients about just little rituals. If they are working from home, um, even doing emails with friends, do you have a certain area um, our bodies are trained like animals. So do you have a certain area that you work in? For me, if I take my laptop on the couch, I will get nothing done. <laughs> like, the couch is TV watching time. Okay, But this is my home office, and you'll see I have some candles lit behind me. I have a little aromatherapy thing over here. I have uh, just some little things that feel homey and remind me of uh, just – that I'm not alone, that there are people who love me. And I've been encouraging my clients to have that same sense of if they're leaving the house to go to the grocery store, can you carry a little picture of your loved ones with you or a little transitional object we call in therapy that reminds you of safety, reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. So can you take home with you when you leave to go out and deal with the outside environment? And then how do you create cozy at home and get yourself back settled into less anxiety when you get back home. So I'm looking forward to more of that from a feng shui perspective today from our guest. But I well, encourage each of you to, to be looking at ways to do that for yourself. See,
0: I love the synchronicity that you and I have because as you're talking now about telling others about being cozy at home, I've been, and I'm gonna paraphrase you now, I've been spending time chatting with folks about how to be cozy with themselves. And uh, it's very interesting when you tell someone to be comfortable with yourself as we're home more, we're starting to become hypersensitive, right? We're starting to become hyper vigilant of the things around us. Um, you see all these books behind me. Uh, Michelle knows this cause we were chatting earlier this week. I found some more boxes cause I just moved, found some more boxes in storage, opened them. And it was like opening a box of old friends, a lot of boxes of old friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of old friends. (laughs)
0: And it's, and and, and a lot of old friends went into boxes and it's, you know, I, I went through the, the Kanmari part where, you know, my, our daughter taught it to us and it's, you know, if it sparks joy, you keep it. And if it doesn't spark joy, you let it go. And these all spark joy in me. And what I started to realize in working with clients is most people don't take the time to understand their environment to understand what is around them that actually helps them feel good whether they consciously realize it or not and it's been very interesting working with folks uh, either through email or through other zoom sessions and they literally go into this little bypass mode of what do you mean my environment can affect my feelings what do you mean I'm not being cozy with myself and being comfortable with myself. Um, and, and again, for those of you who are going through the transition of potentially even not having any work right now, um, you know, for, for 30 years, I identified myself in a certain way in the corporate world. Uh, you know, it, it, I had a number of businesses. I did a lot of things. And I have had some people as I fact right before this call, our guest said, you look rested. Um <laughs> I don't know that. Do you, Scott? I don't know <laughs> that that any of you would have said that uh, six uh-huh. months ago, and it's it's been very eye opening to me as to what getting cozy with yourself actually means, uh, and realigning how you identify yourself as we go through
2: uh-huh.
0: stay at home orders and the COVID nineteen issues. And it doesn't matter what your political beliefs are. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are. The fact is, I'm finding working with clients that until they get in touch with their environment, and the things that actually spark joy in them, or whatever you know particular uh, technique you use, they call it. Um, there's a part of you that misses, and when it clicks in, it's like a light bulb. If that makes any sense to you, it's really quite amazing. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, with that, uh, Michelle, unless there's something else that, that you want to add, I'd love to bring on uh, our guest. But...
1: The, the one thing I meant to say is if your space is small or your budget is small, you can still set up a part of one room that is your work environment. And hopefully our guests will tell us how to do that best. But because your body is an animal, if you need to be productive, you don't want to do that in the bed like for sleep issues or for, for sexual health, the bed should be for sleep and sex only. So no work on the bed. Okay. And then if you can not in the bedroom and if you have a small limited space, just make sure you have a cozy space. That is where you associate with being productive, not being fun because your body needs to get in that mode. um, When you're working from a home environment.
0: Now, in all fairness, I've I've heard, I've heard, it's interesting that you say that. I've, I've heard this a number of times Uh and it's like, you know, don't look at your devices. Don't let the white light come into your eyes. It doesn't work for me. And I will tell you, I've got one of those brains that doesn't turn off. Uh And I don't know if it's become habitual because of, of three decades of being a trial lawyer. But if I don't check my email, I don't go to sleep. And so it's really weird for me. I just, again, just as a counterpoint, if, if I check my email, I don't answer it. I don't, I'm not responding. I'm checking it just so it's clicked off in my head and I'm not ruminating. I go to sleep. If I don't, I will lay in that bed and say, I wonder who's emailed me. I wonder who's this. <laughs> so in all fairness, for, for those of you who are listening right now, or who are tuning in later, um, it's okay if for some reason you need to do this, if in fact it's serving you well. If it's keeping (laughs) you awake, that's a different issue, but it's, you know, checking my emails like a sleeping pill for me. (laughs) Okay, with that, uh, we have a very marvelous guest today, and, and I've learned so much literally just doing some research on her. Uh, today, we have feng shui master Susie Miller, Susie's been active in business, I'm going to read part of her bio here, and she's, uh, by the way, at least the website I'm looking at right yep. now, she's got a number of them, is internationalfengshuicertification.com, uh, cert- and I'll have that in the show notes. Um, She's been active in business. Uh, I know she's been involved in real estate for over three decades. She's an, an amazing entrepreneur in addition to what we're gonna be talking about. She's a graduate of the American Feng Shui Institute, the Lotus Institute of Feng Shui, uh, Grandmaster Yap Cheng's, and I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly, uh, Yap Cheng Hai's uh, Feng Shui Center of Excellence in Malaysia, uh, Grandmaster Mantak Chia's Universal Healing Tao Center of Thailand. Um, She is a student of Tai Chi, Qi Gong. Uh, In getting all of this set up uh, with Susie, she actually turned me on, uh, and I mentioned this in one of our earlier shows, to the uh, five Tibetan rites, which I have been doing every day since she mentioned it to me, uh, and and she's just amazing. She offers uh, feng shui certification, uh, and I know she works with uh, architects and builders, uh, you, you name it. And I've if I've missed something, uh, and I hope it's okay to call you Susie. Uh, if I've missed something, uh, please let us know. But with this, please welcome Susie Miller. Yay
2: hello and thank you so much uh, Michelle and Scott for having me on today it's a joy and just listening to the two of you you already know about feng shui <laughs> so, yeah no.
0: Let me interrupt here one quick second. Um, We are having some audio challenges. I know you can still hear Susie when she's speaking. Um, We haven't been able to correct that. You just have to go with the flow, guys. It's kind of like everything else. Uh, (laughs) We're all working through this. um, So don't think there's anything wrong with your computers, Uh, whether it's me or Michelle or Susie, uh, it's all good. Uh, With that, Susie, I've got a quick question for you uh, because In bringing you onto the show, I was doing some research on you and doing some background stuff, and I'm sure everybody else had a misconception. Uh, What is feng shui? Okay,
2: Uh, you know, it's like an onion. It has many, many layers, uh, from what we call Western Bagua feng shui to the classical Eastern philosophies, the feng shui. Uh, I I think it's best for me to tell you what it's not. It's not about a religion. It's not an occult practice. It's not a philosophy. Uh, It is all about quantum physics. It's about the study of energy and how energy affects us in a living environment or even in an outdoor environment. Uh, Just as you were mentioning, Scott, how great you feel energetically when you're with your friends, your books, uh, when you can check emails before you go to bed, And uh, how Michelle said in her office, she has a couple candles. She has, you know, the different placement. So most people think of feng shui as the art of placement. But actually, that's just about 20% of what it is. Uh, There are different layers, as I mentioned. And I'm going to say the most important one is for us to know that we are the environment we occupy. And so the environment, as you both have shared, uh, has to feel good to us, to be soothing, nurturing, embracing. Uh, so uh, I was reading a while back that you all have probably heard the adage, less is more. And I just uh, found out just a few weeks ago that it was actually Robert Browning Scott who wrote about that in a play uh, excuse me in a poem in 1855 and then in 1947 a, a German minimalistic architect coined the phrase less is more oh, wow. so what that means is in feng shui we, we look to live in a minimalistic environment uh, where there is less stuff, less clutter in our environment because energetically speaking There's an invisible thread or cord of energy from everything we own into our bodies. So if you look around at all your books, and I know you love them, but you carry those with you wherever you go in the universe. And so what we try to do in feng shui is lighten up uh, our (laughs) interior environment so that we physically can lighten up and find more reasons to find joy. So the less is more with feng shui is about... There is more joy. There is more peace. There is more love. There is more free time. Uh, there is more ease and grace, and uh, it's a dynamic uh, that really takes your breath away when you live in a harmonically Im- uh, balanced environment. Mm. And that's by balancing five elements, and those are the elements are fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And when you have that in equal ratios in your environment, it will typically be balanced. So, for example, in Scott's office, as I look at the all the books behind him and the wood shelf, uh, that's a lot of wood. The books represent the wood element. Scott, so you'd want to bring in some fire, something red. Maybe I can't see it in your office, for example, to burn some of that wood so that it would uh, balance out the environment energetic and as i look at michelle's office i see a, i believe a black chair or sofa behind you and a blue uh-huh. wall so you're surrounded with water so yeah. uh there's a lot of water in your environment a lot of wood in, in scott's so with water the way we would uh, reduce water is to add more wood so actually more books for yeah, wood furniture there's no, no accident. that two are, <laughs> two of you are in this together. You know, it's a great combination. Elementally speaking,
0: you guys are a winning team. Yeah. So Susie, I'm I'm really curious. How how did you come to all of this? I mean, were you you weren't just born this way. How, how did you, how did you come to be um, so so enamored, immersed in, and knowledgeable? I mean, I mean, people. I think most people know. Uh, I grew up with tarot cards and divination, and that's always been something I've been attuned to. How did you become attracted to feng shui?
2: Okay, Uh, interesting uh, that you ask. Uh, I almost died twice. I bought a house. Within six months of, actually within one month of moving in, I had my first episode with carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, wow. almost died. Six months later, I went into encephalitis of the brain. And almost I was out of work for a year and a half, two years. And uh, through reading books in this spare time, uh, a neighbor had given me a book on feng shui. And feng shui is the Chinese art and science of placement, or like I said, of the study of energy. Really. Uh, so I read the this book, and, and one evening I said, "Oh my God, this is what's happened to me." And Uh, Long story short, I went to a convention, the very first feng shui convention in America, and it happened to be in Palm Springs about 25 years ago. And I heard a Chinese master speak, and uh, it was so foreign to me what she was speaking about because it wasn't anything I was reading about. And so that brought me to the unseen energy that may wreak havoc with your life or your health without you knowing it. That's the classical part. So um, basically, I moved, Scott, I moved into a house on a T-blade intersection, which is bad feng shui. Uh, so that means energy. We, we call it Chinese qi or qi. Uh, qi can race really fast if there's a long uh, street aimed at a house. So a T-intersection house would be a long road aimed so at a you, house.
0: So it, it's like this, right? The ro- The road's coming into the street.
2: Yes, and then uh, it was actually a bladed, uh, so mm-hmm. the, 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 well, this this will take me to the most important part of feng shui. The most important aspect of feng shui is seldom even spoken about in books, and it is forms of feng shui. It's your environment, and it's the location of your house in that environment. It's the shape of your lot in that location, it's the sh- where your house is. Sits on your lot, whether it's going to bring you good fortune or bad luck, uh, according to the Chinese. And then it's your footprint. If you were in a helicopter looking down on your house, what is the shape? Could it contain itself, or would it fall over if you put it vertical?
0: Oh, how interesting! Uh,
2: And then, so how it goes is: the environment is more important than the land, the location. Location is more important than the land. The land is more important than the house, and the house is more important than the people. And everybody said, well, how could that be a great modality, you know, to practice? Because the Chinese believe that if you take care of the land, the environment, the environment will take care of you, and the property will take care of you. And I've seen it for 25 years, and it's absolutely the truth. Uh, So that's kind of an extended version of, uh, feng Shui, which brings me to the point that most of us never think about feng shui in our land, our, our environment, our front yard, our side yards, our backyards. Really important and uh, a lot of fun to do. And a lot of fun to do during this coronavirus uh, lockdown. Uh, you still can go out in your yard if you own a home, uh, you can use a patio deck. Uh, It doesn't have to be a yard. It can be a a deck or a patio, uh, and feng shui it properly. And then uh, we have the whole inside, which uh, starts with the the basic uh, tenet of feng shui, being less is more. Uh, I invite everyone during this period to space clear their environment of anything and everything that does not enrich your life, does not enhance your life, does not make more of your life, well, uh,
0: actually, it owns your life. So, so I've, a- I've always, I, and I, I won't tell you I made this up. I stole it from a, a jeweler, by the way, uh, when I happened to be in Santorini, Greece. Um, and there was a piece that, that I wanted. And he, he looked at me and he said, it wears you well. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that concept. Yes. Um, are we talking about the same thing, Susie? So, for example, the, the clothing that we choose to wear, is it actually wearing us?
2: Absolutely. It's either empowering us or depleting our energy, our personal chi. So what, what's kind of fun to do, if you want to give me your birth dates, I'll tell you your element, and then what your best you know, colors would be, Michelle.
0: Uh, Michelle, go for oh. it, Michelle.
1: Uh, do I have to do the year? <laughs> yeah, this is the only time young yeah, people are willing to do this. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. It's a 41272. 72? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you are Mountain Earth in the element Mountain Earth. And okay. I'll double check my math, uh afterwards. But so, so you, you have the ability to build pyramids. Uh, whatever you do, you start with a strong foundation and you build up and probably at some point on the upward slope, you met Scott, <laughs> and then you go even higher. Uh, so uh, mountain earth, you, water is the opposite element of you. So you really want to bring more fire into you because fire in the uh, productive cycle of elements, fire dies out, creates ash, which is more earth. So you want to wear the oranges. You can go like fire, which is pink, lavenders, plums, uh, you know, Red. rose, Bob, make more of yourself, or any riddle, any riddle. Oh, okay, okay. But you're okay. the only element, here that uses your right brain and left brain simultaneously.
0: So <laughs> That's great true. element. Wow. Uh, you want to try mine?
2: You. Yeah, uh, let's go. for it. Do we all get I, to go? I,
0: I have <laughs> lots of, I have lots of ones in mine. It's uh, January eleventh, nineteen fifty-eight. One, one, one. 1958.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, 1958? Uh, uh,
0: 1958, yeah. William James and I have the same birthday.
2: <laughs> you are soft metal, Scott. Uh, I happen to be soft metal. So you're wearing the element water. So if you were to wear that black color, it appears black right now. Yeah, it would be is. typically if you've had that on all day. Uh, you'll be depleted by two or three o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Well, that would Um, explain the naps.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes, because water grows or rusts metal, right? So, uh, but you do have a lot of metal in your ears from all the devices that you're using. And you bring metal to your playground. But yes, a white is the transcendental color for metal and any pastel lift your personal feet and we're talking about getting it by our face so it could be just a scarf michelle that could be some jewelry that are that is fiery it's fuchsia it could be anything and for you scott uh you can wear uh, any earth tone because that also makes more of you because earth is where all the ores come out of you, which makes
0: so when I'm do so, for example, you know, if when we go back to doing live events, or I actually decide to from the waist up wear a suit for you, uh, or a sport coat, would could I could I meet these suggestions by doing a pocket square that carries those colors, or um, you know, a flower, for example, that has those colors? Would that suffice?
2: Absolutely, and the other thing that would work is for you to also stand facing one of your four power directions, and I'll give them to you. So not only, elementally, do you have colors that resonate, radiate with you, but you have four, all human beings come into the world according to the Chinese, with four empowering directions and four depleting. So Scott, when your very best direction is your eyes facing west when you're speaking. If you can't go west, you can go southwest, northwest, or northeast eyes vision now your best health sleep is the top of your head like the headboard direction or if you're wearing a yarmulke Uh, so the only time it changes is when you're laying down Uh, then it's the headboard or the top of your head direction if you're working out if you're lecturing if you're coaching as you you do it's you want to be facing one of your best directions on the phone or when you're speaking.
0: Well, so I actually am facing Southwest right now.
2: Oh, right. So uh, Southwest is Mother Earth, and Earth makes more of you. It's perfect.
0: Wonderful. Um, Wow. Uh, So is this the type of stuff that you teach to others?
2: Yes. That's a part uh, uh, you mentioned my international feng shui certification, it goes right. into the eight. There's In feng shui, people think that there's five elements, but in classical feng shui, uh, there are actually eight. Uh, there are two earths, two woods, two metals, and then fire and water. Uh, so, Michelle, I wanted to give you your best directions. Northeast, eyes facing northeast is oh. uh, your best direction but yours is also the same as Scott. If you can't go northeast, then go west, southwest, northwest.
1: I am facing. And northwest. more direction, one of those. Oh. I'm facing northwest right now. So, so I'm taking northwest. you into
2: really sophisticated, <laughs> like I said, as yeah. many layers. This is a layer that can change, alter your life. I, I've helped people that have, had ins- they have been insomniacs their entire life just switching them from one side of the bed to the opposite side, they sleep like a being. When you're sleeping in one of your best health directions, the ones that I've named, you can sleep four hours, but wake up rested as if you slept eight. If you're in an opposite direction, a depleting direction, you can sleep eight or ten hours and wake up eight less. So uh, it's very powerful when you get into it.
0: So Susie, you know, let's go back again to basics and the whole purpose for this podcast that we originally put together. And that is we've got people stuck at home and most people up until now, at least I'm finding, have never paid attention to their environment before. And I've, you know, as this languishes on uh, and for good reason, but as this languishes on, I literally have had people use the term with me, I'm losing my mind. Uh, And it's not, they're not being critical. They're just saying, I'm going stir crazy. Are are there any simple tips or techniques that you can offer? If someone were to come to you and go, Susie, I'd love you to come out, but we got social distancing. Uh, Is there anything down and dirty that we can use right now? Because I'm losing my mind.
2: So The first question I would ask them is, tell me what your bedroom looks like. Tell me what your office looks. Again, it goes back to, we are the environment we occupy. Uh, So this is a wonderful time to space clear, get down to a minimalistic uh, environment. Uh, One thing about feng shui enthusiasts is that they all take 100% responsibility for what is and what isn't happening in their life. And one of the premises of feng shui is to come from that which you want. You don't go after it. So if you're stuck at home and you're feeling stressed and you're not able to do the type of work you're used to doing, come from creation and create new thought systems, new ideas, new ways of integrating. Uh, go on to YouTube and watch, educate yourself on what your competition's doing, on what innovative people are doing. Uh, I think we're sitting in a dynamic classroom right now. It's a great opportunity to become a student of life. It's hard to do that when you're living in a cluttered or uncomfortable environment that's out of balance. Uh, So my first thing is open your drawers and start decluttering. Uh, Open your cabinets, your closets, your garage, and start letting go. What that does, it opens up space for creativity the flow in through an azure it's magical and it works.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I've got. I, I want to just give a quick annotation here, um, or actually, two two annotations. Number one, I want to remind everybody of what something Michelle taught to me uh, many moons ago. But we we brought it up in one of our episodes. And it was a challenge I was having letting go of things as we were moving. I I think I've joked about it. At some point I'm going to write a book and it's uh, how I found my meaning in one box. And, you know, as we were transitioning from one house to another, I was literally living out of one box that had all of the important things that if I were on a deserted Island, I had to have these with me. I still have the box under my desk because it has such meaning to me. Um, Even though I don't need it anymore because I've, I've, it's a reminder to me of how I can live with less clutter, even though I've now added them behind me. But, Miche- <laughs> but Michelle talked me through getting rid of stuff and it was very simple. Do you remember what you told me to do?
1: Yeah, take a picture of things that are large or cluttery that have yeah. meaning, but you don't want taking up space. You know, keep the picture mm. to remind you of the memory. I think that's what you're talking about. That, that
0: yeah. is, take, take up, and I've passed this on to so many people. Of take a picture it's on my phone and most of the time I mean let's get real I'm one of those people that is out of sight out of mind uh, and and yet I want to be able to go back and look at it so I've got things on my phone I don't need to have the physicalness of it I've got the emotional trigger when I look at the the visual aspects of it and the other thing that I wanted to annotate was um, I can't believe how I just breathe easier. It's just, it's almost like a weight is lifted off doing what Susie yeah. is batted about. Sure. Um, and I didn't know you were going to go into the decluttering part, but it, it's, <laughs> if, if you haven't done this already, um, it, it's, I guess it is that minimalist yeah. approach. Of It changes your philosophy of life, I, I think as well along the way. Um, and one thing Susie, I, I do want to underscore, cause I know we've got some questions here, but I love the concept that you mentioned of ownership of being in charge. This isn't feng shui; isn't something that does that happens to you. It's something you participate in, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you know one of the beautiful things about the coronavirus, uh, and of course it's traumatic and stressful for all of us, is that we're seeing how we need each other, right? That we are interconnected. That planet but at least in America we cannot survive without every essential human being that is playing a role in this so gratitude is a big factor in functioning. we always keep a gratitude journal of the small and the large things that happen to us you know, on a daily or a weekly basis uh, because uh, we are creating uh, I'll put it this way functuate at its finest moment when you live in a harmonically imbalanced environment. It, it allows you to feel fully expressed, uh, whether it be in your career, in your relationships. Uh, it also allows you to be passionate and to do your life purpose on purpose. Uh, so this is I a love great that. clearing. This is a great clearing time for all of us to get in touch with what truly feeds us, you know, the careers we've been doing, is it what we want to continue to do? Or do we want to expand it or to redirect it or bring other people into it? I mean, this is such a highly creative time. Uh, I think in nature, you know, when we're by ourselves or in a shower, we're very creative. And now we're having, we're forced to be by ourselves. So if we take ownership of this, we can say, wow, infinite possibility can I create from this isolation because you know um, Gandhi did it you know a lot of people in life have done it Uh, even Steve Jobs he spent three years in silence in India and then came back and did Apple so I mean this is a magical wonderful period of time so uh, try not to make it all about me you know about yourself but make it about the greater whole and start by just taking care of your own space so then, the space you walk in and the space you live in, you take it out in the universe, either on the phone or on a Zoom call, uh, and you share that energy, that dynamic energy, that positive energy of life forms. So um, I think it's a great time of lessons and blessings.
0: Wonderful. So Michelle, I'm going to actually turn this over to you. Um, for, for, a, for a little bit. Um, because I actually I, have
1: a question from Daryl.
0: Okay, but I, I know that, again, you've just moved, so I didn't know if you had any thoughts, but Daryl, or Michelle, go ahead and pass on the question.
1: Okay, uh, Susie, um, Daryl wanted to know, does the effectiveness of facing direction change at all based on the time of year, where you're located on the planet, or the location and alignment of other planets?
2: Oh, I love that. Uh, so Feng Shui, uh, Daryl, has nothing to do with astrology. Uh, it's its own predictive modality. And uh, it does not change uh, whether you're born in the southern or the northern hemisphere. It's based on your year uh, of birth. And people born, the reason I had a pause, uh, people born, like Scott, people born between uh, January 1 and February 4 uh in calendar year you go back the year to calculate their uh element uh so uh feng shui it uses this solar calendar and uh, chinese astrology uses the lunar so that's a little bit of shift uh well both are quite dynamic but that's a great question and so your best directions remain and if you'd like to know your best direction um, you can go to one of my sites. It's uh, www.chiquizquiz.com.
0: And by the way, Su- Susie has a number of sites up. Susie, what is, before, before we move into other questions, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you?
2: The uh, best place would be uh, at Feng spelled F E N G. S H U I Plaza plaza.com uh, dot com. Shui Plaza dot com. in fact, if you go there and click onto the link, you can uh, download my free Feng Shui forecast and predictions for 2020.
0: Oh, and I didn't I do that. I'm gonna that, yeah, I'm than, have to
2: do that. Yeah, more than fifty yeah. percent of them have already manifested, unfortunately. Uh, good question.
0: So Michelle, what kind of questions, I, I didn't know if there were any more in there, but what, what kind of questions might you have in your new space?
1: Mm. Okay, so this is the first time in my life that I live. I've lived in a space that actually has a pool. I would say it's kind of a kidney-shaped pool, and I have no idea if that's good or how do you balance that out? Like, do I... A barbecue pit in there. Do I like, put lights around it? Like, how do I balance out all that water? And and what is it like? What is that space good for? It, is, the pool, is the pool
2: is the pool behind your house?
1: Yeah. It, well, it's in the back, but okay. I don't know what behind means in terms of function. The reason I ask is I have a lot of clients I work with in Florida,
2: and their pools actually in the front of the house. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's rain if it's behind your house.
1: Yeah. You don't have yeah, it's to scream about and anything. It's, you it's don't got a Florida thing, I don't know, it's a thing in Florida where they no. get the bugs out, it's all screened in. Yes, yes. perfect, it's fabulous. Okay. So what
2: water and feng shui, so feng shui, the translation for feng shui is wind and water. Oh. Feng is wind, shui is water. So what it is, it's the uh, integration of the visible and the invisible of nature so like with wind we can't see wind but we can't discount its existence because we can see leaves flow in the tree it's kind of like electricity we we can't deny like electricity we just flip the switch but we don't actually see it so it, it's the uh, balancing the unseen energy and then the water being the visible energy uh, so that's the art of placement. Where should I put this desk? Where should I put the chair so that she energy, can flow? I will say this. Energy likes to meander. It likes soft lines. It loves kidney-shaped pools. Oh, good. Okay? But yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So too many linear lines create fast-moving pathways of energy. What we're trying to do in Feng shui is slow that energy down so that it can embrace us. That's
0: a great call i I love these I love these concepts um and by the way susie i I presume that when we're speaking about energy meandering and placement that this is all microcosm and macrocosm that our bodies themselves also i guess align with these energy concepts yeah oh
2: absolutely we are our environment like I said, and whether it's your backyard or it's your bathroom or your office or your bedroom Uh, so however the energy is in any of these it's what who we we become so it's uh really important to uh i feel to have i think you said it michelle Only have those things in your life that enrich you know that make you happy like books makes scott happy so he's honoring himself
0: what, you know that that's uh, a, a So fasc- a lot of
2: times we're given gifts and you know we
0: That's a I'm fascinating sorry. that's a fascinating concept of honoring yourself. What do you mean by that?
2: It's who you are it's what resonates with you. It's what makes you happy, brings you joy, right? what mm-hmm. builds you, what maybe even motivates or inspires you. When you look at your books, you're thinking of all the geniuses that wrote those books. And let's face it, I know Scott Rosberg is a genius. Yeah. Uh, I I, I know that to be a fact and uh, so it's not an accident those books are in your
0: environment oh you're very kind Uh, I I will tell you because now Michelle I'm going to be a little selfish here Uh so Susie it's not done yet and we never talked about this uh, before but I'm actually building a 30-foot diameter labyrinth in the backyard uh, oh. honoring all honoring all the directions and at some point during the podcast i'll show you guys all what's happening with that I, I it's there are places there are monuments uh stones for all the directions earth air fire water and spirit and i'm using the the native american medicine wheel concepts and the like but if i wanted to tie in the feng shui concepts um what can i put like in the perimeters at at keystone places to help feng shui balance with, you know, metal and water and, and the like. Are there little, sim- are there classical symbolism uh, that I can bring into this, this, this construction?
2: Good question. Yes. Uh, water is anything that is, you know, a, a orifice, like a kidney shape where you can't contain it. So uh, a free form. A uh, fire element is a pyramid. Or anything spiky like a sunburst would be a fire element. Uh, metal is actually round. Uh, it's, it could be like a um, gong, you know, that's a metal aspect of a gong. And uh, so wood is anything that's like a column, ball, it could be like a totem, uh, it could be anything that is just straight up vertical. Um, so we have fire. Uh, water. Uh, earth is earth, so stone, fox, boulder. The, the uh, uh, Yes, there are symbols to every element. There are colors to every element. There are directions, of, as you've heard, to every element. Um, so uh, And the other thing is I can give you a quick shui fix for your backyard for everyone. So when you walk out to your back uh, door and face your backyard, The furthest left-hand corner of your yard is your wealth block, and that's where you want something. uh, The colors should be uh, purples and golds predominantly, or something wealthy. It could be a sculpture. It could be a it could be a a orchard, like fruit trees, uh, grapefruit, oranges, whatever. An abundance in the wealth block, or the colors purple and gold, or uh, a statue in dead center in your backyard by your lot line uh, if it's not you know five acres you can pull it in if it's too deep uh, would be anything red Uh, so it could be red bobin via crawling the fence or it could be a, a pyramid or the sunburst as i mentioned in the right hand corner is your partnership and marriage that's where you want a pair of something identical it could be two chairs or it could be two animals that make for life, two turtles, uh, I think two um, those really pretty birds. Uh, but so, symbolic a pair of things, two trees. It, it could be a little house with uh, two chairs in front of it, uh, but a little that a pair or a partner would be in. So, upper right hand corner, we're doing Western Bagua right now. Uh, Pairs of things. Dead center, fire element, grid, or anything pointed, or pyramid. Uh, upper left would be wealth block, predominantly purples, golds. Uh, in the front yard, would you like to know what to do in the front?
0: Sure, and then and and then I think we're gonna bring this to a close just because I'm I'm cognizant of everybody's time, but I'd love to know what you suggest for the front yard because we're about to do ours. So
2: Okay, dead center front, a lot of red going towards the front door. No matter where your door is at, we treat it as if it's where the mouth of cheap where all blessings, all energy enter. So two pots of red flowers at the front door if you have a small apartment or condo, or if you can weave a red even red mulch. Towards the front door, and that's fun. Uh, to the lower left, as you're facing your lot, it's minimalistic. That is called spirituality and knowledge. You could have a Zen bench. You could have, you know, uh, some kind of icon that you resonate—a Buddha, let's say, or nothing. Maybe all grass. To the right uh, is the, the most colorful part of your yard. It's called uh, helpful benefactors and friendly relations. Multiple, multiple colors of flowers uh, representing, you know, uh, support from others, uh, referral, business, uh, travel, uh, just parties, pleasure, and uh, fame and fortune. So yeah, everything, that's just, you can see all the different layers of the end, right? Uh, yeah,
0: you know, I, I know we could go on and on. Um, <laughs> Michelle, did we, did we miss anything that you wanted to, to cover?
1: uh no i just i think there's so much to pick your brain about yeah
0: this is fascinating hearing
1: more and reading more on your website and thank you for the two referrals to chiquiz.com for people's personal quiz and feng shuiplaza.com so i'm looking forward to reading more about those
0: yes and susie again my both of our but my my particular thank you um agreeing to do this Uh, I know we've gone a little bit over Um, just just as a quick reminder uh, this will be put into a podcast form it should be live either later today or tomorrow Um, uh, if you have any questions you can use those websites to get a hold of Susie and connect with her Uh, if you've got any questions you can certainly get a hold of Michelle and me Uh, next week uh, we have a very special guest
1: extremely special
0: um, Do I get I, to say who? Sure, go for it.
1: It's Scott Grossberg. Um,
0: tell, I'm
1: going to interview Scott, and he's going to give you some of his own personal tips for COVID. That's it. scary. So I'm super so, excited about that.
0: And then we have a another guest speaker uh, the the week after that, and it will continue. Yes. So again, shoot us your questions. Uh, thank you all for joining us. I, uh, I know we've gone a little bit over, but this has been absolutely fascinating. I could now that I've heard all this, I I need to go out and look at my front and backyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, with that, folks, I'm going to bring this to an end. Michelle, thank you for co hosting this with me.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And uh, you guys have a, a blessed night.
1: Welcome, beauty, everyone. Thank you.
0: Bye bye.
2: Bye.
0: You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.